Thank you for jumping on Punch Me in the Face podcast. I got my buddy here, Sean Merriman. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing unbelievably well, man. First of all, I appreciate you getting on here. I really do. It means a lot to me. Um, we've known each other a couple years now. Um, I've been really, really impressed with how much like legit tenacity and aggression you've gone after your career post-football. Yeah. Because a lot of people, with all due respect, say they're going to. And they attempt it, and they play around a little bit, and then like you're like, dude, what are you doing? And they're focused on 97 different things, and they're not making any money. And you've been you you're having, I mean, Lights Out Extreme's been killing it. Yeah, right. Tell us about that. No, I appreciate it, man. And um, you know, I, I just told somebody the other day, um, you can't be great at five things, yeah. right? You just can't. You could can be great at one, maybe two, but you can't be great at five. And mm-hmm. so for me, I'm just always locked in. Seven days a week, I'm locked in. My schedule from the time I wake up at 4.35 in the morning, interview here, workout here, it's just every day. It's it's, it's consistent. Um, and we just had our fight a few weeks ago, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 12, yeah. and I got word on Monday that we jumped up uh, uh, 90% viewership Unbelievable. on football TV and football sports. Man. Appreciate it. Um, and and those kind of those kind of jumps are only shown in international soccer mm-hmm. on there. And so – for me, for one, I always listen to the people, listen to the fans, right? Yeah. Because they'll tell you if they like something or not, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm not saying you listen to every single thing they say, but, you know, when you have those type of uh, jumps in viewership, then, like, that let us know we're doing something right. People, More people are paying attention. Correct. Um, and it's now it's gone to the point where, uh, you know, we were looking for fighters, trying to figure it out. Now everybody's reaching out to us to get on the card. You know, these mm-hmm. venues, casinos all over the country. And, you know, just uh, it's just being consistent, man. Like, every single day. Like, we I don't knock it out the park every single day. Like mm-hmm. I get up same days as some other people, and I feel like shit. And I don't feel like doing anything. Correct. Tired, and then you mm-hmm. get through it. You get stuff done, and then the next day when you can, you know, when you're 100, percent you feel like doing it. That's when you go at it. But for me, man, it's about you know get my ass up and being consistent. Keep chopping at the tree mm-hmm. every single day. Just keep chopping and chopping. That big, you know, that big tree gonna fall at some point. We know it's funny. I was on. I uh, had Charles Rosa on a podcast with recently, who was in the UFC for years, yeah. and great, love him, great he, guy. He, he, by the way, he reached out to me. He about did. A couple of Good. Days. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love, dude. I'd love to see that. It's yeah. funny. He, he's he's fighting tonight. It's tonight. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow in Orlando. Yeah. And I was watching his Instagram today. He's he's fighting some dude. He was in. He had to fight set. Another guy. I don't know what it was. Weight got hurt. Whatever. So they had to find somebody with two days notice. So he posted a picture, right? And some asshole. Comment and he's like, dude, what are you doing, man? You was in the UFC. Look at this guy's record, blah, blah, blah. And Charles, like in 12 seconds, because he's a nut, responded right back. He said, first of all, dude took a fight on 48 hours notice. Good for him. Second of all, he's got more wins than you. So shut the fuck up. Right. You know what I mean? Like legit shut up. Um, there's a lot of people, when you look, you got the UFC, mm-hmm. right? And it's, you know, in, in all its glory and what it's done. How many different, <clears throat> you know, how many different businesses are like, how many different companies out there doing what you're doing five ten fifty how many ever not and i know you're all trying to be where you're going to be but yeah. how many are doing shows well you know first and foremost the ufc is the big dogs in the, in the business and 100%. they always will be you know 100%. you got these promotions or organizations popping up and you know kind of threatening the ufc to be which is comical them, which is stupid <laughs> it, to, you know it's just yeah. it's not about being scared not yeah. about it being weak but when you start to say shit to compare yourself to UFC, right. what they've done, and I was, I was with Dana White last night, yeah. and um, you know, every time we talk, I get something out of the conversation every mm-hmm. single time. And I was all, I've been fortunate, too, because I've had a lot of people that's very successful in what I wanted to do Correct. willing to help. Because you know, that's not always the case. 100%. Um, but they, they're so big. They're so global. They have such a media footprint in this world 
I mean, hell, man, you got you got some people. The average common Joe think the UFC is the is a discipline, mm-hmm. right? It's like you know, so people see me like, and I'm and I'm like, oh yeah, I heard you doing that UFC thing. <laughs> It's like no, motherfucker. You know, I got, I have my own shit, right? With lights out of the street, that fighting, UFC thing, that yeah. UFC thing. But they've done, you know, they've done such a great job at yeah. branding them. Like, like kudos to them because, mind you, that when they were building, there was no social media. Correct. You know, they, it, it wasn't even allowed in certain places, and so that's why when people get into this industry, and I'm saying you can feel however you want about Dana, right? Mm-hmm. Personally, correct. But if you you cannot knock what they built. No they, they built a Mm-mm. monster globally. Mm-mm. And so when I see people getting into this industry, it's like, okay, why don't you just carve out and be creative and be really good Correct. at what you're doing? Correct. And I, you know, for, for us, that's where I want to be. Like, we have tech coming and AI and all this other cool shit, more fan engagement stuff, more data to get to our fans. We're not trying to be Correct. bigger than the UFC. We don't want to. In fact, we, we hope that the UFC look at us and say, you know what? They got the best talent 100%. outside of us. We, we want to pull those guys up, pull those <clears throat> girls up, right? Yeah. And so we, we figured out how to, you know, stay in, in our way, stay in our lane, but be great at what Correct. we do and be creative, build verticals. It's cool, fun, that more people are going to watch and, and, and pay attention to and, and not try to be the UFC. Correct. You know, so I, w- I would say there's a legit three to five. Got it. And I think that's the other thing. When you start doing that, <clears throat> you lose all your validity because nobody thinks it's like waste management. When I got in the waste management business, I wasn't like, hey, dude, we're going to be better than, you know, these national companies. They've been doing it forever. Right. And I wanted to be great at dumpsters. I wasn't picking up your trash at your house. I wanted to be the best I could be in my part of Connecticut at that. Right. Didn't mean I wasn't trying to get massive. And then you know what I did one day? The big one, they bought me. Like, dude, I, I understood where I was at. Instead of other people come on, and it's almost like they know they're not going to, so they say it because then they can't fail. Like, right. Jacob at the UFC, they're not even taking them seriously. And I love your I love your business model I have since. I've gone a lot of the fights you put on. They're great promotions, great talent. You know what I mean? And there's some bad dudes. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying there's some bad dudes in that in that you, deal. You know what's crazy? Because uh, because we have such good uh, such great viewership on football and all these platforms. Yeah. We air a week later on Bally's, Vizios, uh, uh, Samsung, Roku, Amazon Freebie is another one that we, we get all the replays and stuff. So our, we're getting so many eyeballs now that people, the fighters know that if they came and fight with us, they got a shot yeah. at the UFC. That's that's ultimately where you want to be because, there's, and, and don't get me wrong, there's a bunch of good promotions out here, good, mm-hmm. right? But nobody know about them. Correct. And so when you're in a, a, a very crowded, chaotic industry, there's a lot of that going on. And I'm like, listen, I don't give a shit what anybody's doing over there. Right. Um, I, I was at the uh, MMA Awards last night. And um, a guy, it's another MMA promotion that's based here in, in, in Vegas. Um, tough enough, right? And the, right. the guy who owned that is Jeff. And I'm like, I don't see anybody as competition. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I just, you know, like, so when I see other promotions comparing us up to UFC, Saying they're going to come after the UFC. You know, I'm like, that is the stupidest shit, yeah. man. It's so stupid. Yeah. Why don't you just be great at what you're doing? Right. It's a big world, dude. It's a big world. Jeez. That's like, you know, that's like, um, you know, <clears throat> Samsung saying, I don't want to get into the phone business because of Am- Apple. <laughs> right. You f- Last time I checked, Samsung sells a lot of. They're doing, they doing well. Yeah. yeah. Android sells a lot of phones. Mm-hmm. T-Mobile, Sprint, Verizon, all these companies still exist. They're all still multi-billion dollar companies. So Correct. why are you controlling? You know, so it it, it kind of baffles me to see this going on, and I think that we're on the path, and we're growing organically, because you know I've able to cr- carve out and create earned media, which is a little bit different, a lot different yeah. of being bought, 
And so, um, and obviously having my ties with NFL, being able to hit, you know, four to six shows a day and all the stuff that I'm doing, we're growing at a, at a rate that's never been seen before yeah. in this industry like this. Correct. Well, and again, you should be applauded for that. And I've watched your work ethic. And I think that's the other thing, dude. If you're just out there all day long, every day, no matter what you're saying or doing, yes, you have your background. Yes, you have your athletic experience and all the glory, and that's great, and it helps. But it don't matter if you're sitting at your house. Right. Nobody sees it. Yep. And you, you're you out there nonstop. So I, I want to ask you about something because this really hit me, at, you know, trying to understand this concept. And you always speak freely. I appreciate it about you. Um, guys that get to that level are crazy competitive, right? I mean, I'm talking about – let's talk about – basketball, football, baseball, UFC. I don't know a lot about any other sports. And I was reading this quote yesterday by Steve Kerr. Did you see what he said about Draymond Green? Yeah. Okay. And he said, basically, gave sight of these incidents, and he said that's why he needs help. Now, me, you know, me, didn't play in the NBA, didn't play in the NFL. I'm kind of like, it's really aggressive, right? Like, what you're playing, you're asking people that are really athletic and really competitive, and then, and does Draymond do some stupid shit? Sure, I like it entertains me, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. It does, and I like him for that. But I thought it was really weird that Kerr said that in public. Right. Do you, what is your take on that? I'm just curious, because I, I, as a non-professional athlete, it just seemed odd. I think that um, sometimes people say things to... Not piss people off. Mm-hmm. I think they say try to say the right thing so they don't piss off the wrong group of people. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of like uh, people pleasers and shit out here, right? Yeah. Does, does does Draymond need to watch that because it's not about him what he's doing? Is he's you know if he's suspended, he's hurting the team. He can't play, right? Yeah, he's, he's hurting the team. You want, on, that? you want him on the court? If he if he came and said, hey, you know, he's hurting the team because he's not here. Right. Fine. That's that's a factual statement. Correct. But when you start listing all the things and going down this, like, uh, who are you really trying to cover up for? Who are you really trying to Correct. please when you're saying things? Because he could have came out and just said, he's 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 not here. He's suspended. Yeah. I'm the coach. The my job's to win. Right. I, I do better when he's here. We wish he was here. We That's wish it. he didn't end, do end those of, things. End of, wish end he was of story. Here. But, you know, like I said, we, we live in a different, a weird time. A weird, weird time, man. When people are scared to say certain things, they're really scared to be opinionated. You know, they worried about being canceled. I think cancel culture is a bunch of bullshit anyway. I think cancel culture is having a problem too. Yeah. And people are waking the fuck up. Yeah, because they realize you can't this to me what cancel culture is. You can't stop me from making money. Correct. Okay, good. Take take away my big stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just gonna go somewhere and be great at something else. I'm not I don't Correct. give a shit. Correct. You know, I, I was uh I, I made a, I was joking the other day, but I said, look, if if everything got stripped for me right now, I will move to Brazil, move to the fucking Amazon, and I will be the number one tree seller out there. Period. <laughs> You know, so you can't cancel somebody that, that has multiple ways of, of being successful. That's right. So I, that's why I don't believe in cancel culture. So I think with Steve Kerr, man, he could have kept it as that and Correct. not really antagonize Draymond, for one. Correct. But two, feed into the other bullshit that people are expecting and wanting him to say. Correct. To to please everybody. And I, and, and for me, if he's my coach, now I'm, now I'm struggling. Right? Because then, let's be honest, Clay Thompson, Curry, all them dudes – they needed somebody to look out for him. I mean, yeah, because they they're not tough. They ain't tough. They're not tough guys. They ain't yeah. fight nobody. Right. So he was. Dead. And actually, I think he's a guy that knew his role. This is my role. This is what I'm going to do. And that's probably how he played growing up. How he played for Izzo at Michigan State. Like he's a tough guy. Yeah. You know. And I just it really blew me away that to hear that. Um, another quick question for you. So Chargers had a tough game at Raiders. Yeah. Right. And they fired their coach. Like at like, games done. Bat. 
That's crazy rare. Yeah. What do you think? I'm just curious. I don't follow uh, it. I don't know. Uh, uh, I just... uh, enough was enough. Got that, it. That's what it came to. Enough was enough. Um, when Brandon Staley got hired, yeah. when the K coach got hired, he called me that night. The, the night he got hired, we talked on the phone about 25, 30 minutes. And he, you know, one of one of the, the first guys that he reached out to, I think he called LT and Antonio Gates, yeah. some other guys, that's cool. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so I respected him for that because you always, when you come into a new situation, you, first of all, you need somebody to support, mm-hmm. right? And then let them know what you're about because you want to start looking at the people who kind of was a big part of the organization in the recent decades. Mm-hmm. You know, so he reached out, so which was smart because that's something I would do. I reached out to all the people that made this organization and, and, and bled with this organization and created something here that has a lot of respect from the fans. That was smart. He said all the right things, did all the right things, but never executed. And it's only but so much that somebody can take, especially in the NFL. One thing, mm-hmm. I, you know, people talk about the NFL. I mean, I've learned so damn much in how they do business. I mean, because you don't get more cutthroat than that. Yeah. You're walking in every single day and somebody want to take your job. Mm-hmm. That ain't. There's no feeling like that in the world. When you mm-hmm. wake it up, every single day you go to you, somebody's waiting for you to roll your ankle just enough for you to miss a couple games mm-hmm. so they can get a shot. They already drafted a young kid out of Florida State. Florida. Oh, waiting for you to do something waiting stupid. Waiting for get you to hurt, do something stupid. Make a mistake off the field. Ask for, too, ask for too much money. Every single day, you're fighting for your food. Every day. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I Actually, I wish everything in life was performance-based. Yeah. You know, instead of somebody, oh, well, you're going to make 100000 this year, and I don't care what your performance looks like, you're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Shit, me... You know me. I want to go in there and say if I if I exceed and if I outwork everybody here, I want to be compensated for it. Mm-hmm. I wish everything was like that. So I learned a lot about um, you know just business being in the NFL. Uh, but with Brandon Staley, I mean, you know, I was all good. And 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 even the times he was calling weird calls out of you know, mm-hmm. fourth and one all on, the time, on the, uh, yeah. you know, teams own twenty, twenty. Yeah. You know, a lot of that. I was like, look, hey, this dude got some balls, yep. right? And as a defensive player, I'm like, okay, well, at least he bleeds on us. That's right. That if we don't get it, we won't let them score. That's right. So I think there was a, a short stint of confidence that he instilled in that team. Short stint. But at the end of the day, if you don't produce, and I'm talking about from, by the way, the GM got fired too, Tom. I just Lester. said, okay, got he it. He got fired. Both of them. Both of them. And that's and what I try to tell everybody, the NFL, if you don't produce, they will move you. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about from the GM, coach, yeah. players, all the way down to the training staff and equipment staff. If those helmets aren't loaded up on that plane after the game and they keep being late, somebody's getting fired. Mm-hmm. Period. And, you know, so I appreciate that part about the NFL, but man, point blank, the Chargers are way too damn good yeah. for the record that's that's on that, that they have. Dude, dude, and again, you have all these professionals. That's the thing about about scores, because I like to gamble a lot. The NFL freaks me out only because everybody's so fucking good. Yeah. So, like, college, I'm kind of like, all right, Michigan's late in 56. They need to win. Like, I'm like, I'll take it. But in in, in pro football, <clears throat> like, everybody's always in. in my, like, they're in. Because how do they get beat? I, I mean, it was that just like, did they just give up? For them, yeah, listen, it, I, as on the pro level. Yeah. For you to give up 42 points yes. in one half and not score nothing, you Correct. have to not give a shit. It's impossible. That's what you. I'm thinking. Yeah, you, you have to literally not try. And this is my question. This not this is I, this is over Brandon Staley's head. Right. I'm going to the team. There's going to be two things. I'm going to say a speech, and if we don't get better, I'm fighting somebody. Correct. Period. Love it. Somebody's head getting busted in the locker right. room, and whatever the repercussions that come from me from that, it's going to happen. But I'm yeah. not going out there and getting beat 42 to nothing. Yeah. And lay down because that that game. And I text my my son to her. 
My son's 13. He yeah. texted me in the middle of the game. He said, you, Dad, you watching this game? And I was at the MMA Awards last night. I said, no, I'm at the MMA Awards. What's going on? He sent me a screenshot, 42 to nothing. I said, I said, what do you think I'd do if I was playing? <laughs> he said, probably start a fight. Yeah. And I said, yeah, because we ain't finishing that game. We got to right. forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. That game is over. Yep. We're not finishing that game because right. I, I'm not putting that product. My friends, my family, everybody's yeah. watching this damn game, and we're not going to finish it because they're not scoring 60. Right? And so until they have that uh, mindset in the locker room, until they yeah. have that mindset again in the organization, things like that are going to continue to happen. Crazy. So NFL, and I don't have any idea. Like, What's the biggest contract in the NFL? Right now, what is a big contract? Like probably Patrick. I think Patrick. Mahomes. How much a year? It, uh, well, he got a five or six year deal, or eight. It's a long term deal for like yeah. half a billion dollars. Like or half crazy. a billion dollars, yeah. insane. Yeah. So, how about a lineman? What's a great contract? You know, you're making twenty twenty something a year, twenty million a year. Yeah, but twenty five a year, something like that. Now, are you a baseball fan? Not really. Okay, and I played baseball growing up. Played in college, and I really it's hard to watch for me. Okay, yeah. I can coach it if I'm involved in it, but if I'm watching on TV, I'm like. I just hard to watch, and I look at the contracts. Like Otani just got yeah seven hundred million yeah seventy a year ten years seven like however they structure it deferred whatever they did, and I'm like the NFL's viewership. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, th- right? I mean, it's the biggest, best professional. Oh, 100%. Not even close. And I'm just wondering, like, how do these guys in the major leagues make so much money? From a revenue standpoint, like the teams and how much are the NFL teams making and the league making relative to Major League Baseball? Well, for one— Because I don't know. I don't have any idea. Yeah, no. So, and I, and I can kind of explain this. The baseball been around longer than yeah. football has. Yeah. Right? So these NFL, the NFL PA, the, the baseball, Major League Baseball PA, mm-hmm. they got like a 20-plus year head start. Back when I was playing, you would never see anybody with a Patrick Mahomes contract. I we know. used to complain all the time. I know. I mean, guys were scrapped. Most I've made my career a year was like $5 million. And you were like all pro, yeah. whole deal. You know, I was leading the league in sacks. I followed up the year after with another double-digit sack year. Best contract, $5 million a year. That was $5 million a year. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, I had the, the, the con- my rookie contract coming out. But the biggest contract I signed after that was five, a little over $5 million a year. Now guys are getting that by not even touching the field. Not even getting the game. Sit on the couch, you know. And so... We used to complain about that. So they are a, another five or ten years away from, you know, Lamar Jackson, right? 250, I think. I don't know how much of that is guaranteed, but a lot mm-hmm. of it is guaranteed. Yeah. We would have never seen that back when I played. So it, it's getting there. It's going okay. to get there. Um, you know, NFLPA, I think, needs to do a, a little bit of a better job in, in making sure the guys have security long term because it's mm-hmm. a brutal sport. It's violent. Yeah. You know, and so uh, I, I, don't, I don't really look at it like that. I look at it like, okay, they're just, you know, Five, ten, fifteen they're years. There. They're getting there. So the major league baseball guys, players, they, they, the association had it figured out. In, in, ten, in ten, ten years, ten, ten years, somebody's gonna have a seven hundred million dollar guaranteed contract. Another pack from Holmes because they should. Yeah, because also Otani can probably, well, he can hit and pitch, so he can probably pay for a very long time, <laughs> as opposed to how many years can you play in the NFL? Yeah, average I mean, three, four years. It's insane. Yeah. Um. So when you look at what you're doing now, what you're doing lights out, um, and you look at a year from now. Right, because I know you're hard charging all the time. What is the big? If, if I would say, Sean, you want your biggest measure of success will be X for your business. What would that be? Distribution eyeballs okay. for us. Um, I think that people want to jump up and just be great and be big, and they they don't take the right course of action to get there because it, when you when you do it too fast, you don't do it right. It's not stable. Mm-hmm. So we, we've had we've had opportunity to you know uh, 
there's promotions like PFL got the hundred million dollars from the Saudi group, right? Mm-hmm. We've had we've had offers for ten, twenty, thirty million. We're not we're not there yet, mm-hmm. and we don't need it. We don't we don't in the, we're not in that situation just yet. We will coming up soon. The way we're growing, how fast we're growing. But when you do it the right way, you do it organically, you build something very, very strong. Well, you're building your own tribe. Yes. Like, those are your folks yeah. committed to your brand. Absolutely. That will do anything, that like, are watching, dying, commenting, loving it, falling in love with the guys you got, knowing you. Plus, you're out there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When we started last business, all the insurance companies I went to said, well, what will set you apart? I said, I may not be the smartest guy out of all the people you all do business with. They definitely went to better schools. They grew up with better families, but I will definitely outwork all of them. That's it. hundred fucking percent. I, I, I say it all the time. I mean, the one thing you can control, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. whether you have a lot of success, no success, you can always control your effort. That's You, know, you can't control the outcome or how fast you're going to grow or how great something's going to be. But one thing, you can control your effort. And sometimes if things don't work out, but you didn't, you didn't spend every second doing it it doesn't work out he's like okay shit i I did everything i possibly could Mm -hmm. let me try it again this way Mm -hmm. let me try it again this way and it just never stops and so for me um i think that uh first of all i'm never going to stop and and two i just keep finding ways to do things more efficiently and and uh you know i'm able to maneuver a lot faster than anybody else and that's why we having this type of growth that we're having like there's no no one's never seen anything like this in this Mm -hmm. in this business and you know, the next thing that I, th- you know, I really believe is going to happen, I got a, a lot of good relationships with a lot of people, but when you start to grow it the way we're growing, you know, if people feel like you're stepping on their toes. Yeah. You know, it's going to be like, ah, you know, so I'm waiting that part to happen, yeah. and it's, it's, it's going to happen. happen. And, and uh, you know, for me, I look at uh, what we're doing as a um, as a as a global phenomenon, and that's what we're, you know, right now with football, we're seeing in Canada France, some parts of Spain, but we will have an opportunity to be seen all over the world here shortly. And that's that's my ultimate goal. And then at that point on, you bring on the right people because I do realize that, hey, I, I think I'm Superman. I think I can do everything. But if you don't have the right people in place, you won't get there. Right. And so now, you know, I'm you know building the sponsorship teams out, building the partnerships team out, building a distribution team out, constantly hiring from, you know, different uh, other platforms and stuff that I'm trying to get to, other that I'm trying to build to bring in the right people because I know that I I can't keep driving this thing like that without the right people in place, and that's that's really the next step. So the other thing I think has amazed me about what you've done is um, a lot of people that I've met that have had success, some that I've met that barely had any, or they think they do, they have a hard time listening to anybody. Right? I was reading the same the other day about Magic Johnson that he used to call the people that were on the court and ask them what they did for a living and how they made their money. Because if they're on the court in L.A., they were making good money. And you said, man, every time I'm with Dane, I learn something new because yeah. you're actually listening. What has been the biggest thing he shared with you in a conversation? You're like, dude, this was game-changing for me. Uh, you know, Dane and I, we sat uh, together just about the whole fight when they was in San Diego, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we were really talking about uh, Howler, Howler his, uh, his, his whiskey, this Howler, Howler head. Yeah, I think it's yeah, whiskey. yeah. And actually, that's just pretty good. I don't, even, I'm not, yeah. I don't drink whiskey like that, but yeah. I, I had it. And I told him, I said, dude, I, listen, I'm not telling you because you're sitting here. I'm, I don't like whiskey at all. Yeah. But we had a, a uh, we had a fight about four or five months ago um, in Riverside and uh, weigh-ins where the Dave and Buster's. And I saw the howler, the howler head sitting on the uh, on the counter. It was, yeah. it was up on the bar. And I said, you know what? Let me get a let me get a shot of that. Man. That's, that's, that's Dana stuff, right? Yeah. He said, yeah, let me, get, let me get a shot of that. And I tell you, it was, it was pretty good. And so for him... Um, yeah, I just to see how 
He built the UFC. Like all his time, energy, effort, everything was in building the UFC. And we really never even seen um, him doing a whole lot of stuff. Now they got this power slap league, right? The the slap yeah. the slap league, which, which I, I love that dude, shit. So do I, by the way. I, I love it. You That's know, it's, legit. And so you know, everybody's. You know, he was laughing, and he he basically was like, "Hey, look, you think I'm going to fail? You you lost your damn mind." You know, like if you if you want to doubt me at this point, you lost your damn mind. And now Power Slap has, I don't know how many millions of viewers a week or a month, like yeah. just stu- crazy shit, right? And it's also very successful. So you know, with him, you know, it's, it's really just breaking down all the stuff and what it takes to get there, right? And somebody's just so engulfed in what they do, they just don't believe that they're gonna fail. And even if it doesn't work, that's not a failure because they're gonna just Correct. line it up and start doing something else. Create something else, and um, you know I've, I've been fortunate, you know, over my period, and, and maybe you know a, a large part of it too is because I played play football. People know who I am from that, so that'll get you in the door with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody mm-hmm. to sit down with yep. you now. You know, people think like I got a sale just like them. Anybody else? Yeah, you don't just walk in the door. I'm like I'm I'm Sean Merriman, you know, former football player. Give me this, or let's yeah. do that. Like you have to put something tangible together. So I'm in there pitching and selling just like everybody else. It's not mm-hmm. like you know, given. You know, even with Dana, you know what I'm asking? I'm like, I'm not asking for anything. His information is just as good for me. But also, you're you're selling. So I always tell people when they run their company and they send me somebody else to talk to me about investing in their company. It's your company. Yeah. It's not that, I, but you're the one that owns it. You're the one that runs it. You ain't even big enough to be sending people over to me. Do you believe in it? And it pours out of you as you're talking. And I love that. The thing I love about the power slap deal is I think everybody's most people still want to compete. And Power Slap is like anybody can compete. Dude, I mean, right? It doesn't matter. Big, tall, athletic. Yeah. If you go and go there and give it hell and get whacked in the head and then and, and you watch some of these guys, you're like, dude, that dude just knocked that guy the fuck out. Yeah. And, it, you know, what did he do? Something special with a slap? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it gives everybody a chance to compete. I uh, I love that slapping noise so damn yeah. much. I set, I set my alarm. My, my <laughs> Look, the feeling of slapping the piss dude. out of somebody, right? It's unbelievable, just, I bro. mean, it's incredible. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just funny that when someone, um, and I talked to, you know, I talked to the other day about this, uh, maybe about a month ago, it was Kevin Plank, yeah, the, the owner of uh, Under Armour. Yeah. He went to the University of Maryland, played, played yeah. football there. Um, and just to see him still hustling, yeah, I'm like, damn, I, I love that man. Like his, he, he kept KP always. Uh, he has like this underdog shit with him. That I just love. It's like, dude, you, you grew a ten plus billion dollar company, yeah. and he's still like you'll see him now. He's still at all the functions and meetings, and th- I'm like, dude, you know. And I, pers- me personally, I love that because at that point, it's not about the money anymore. Correct. It's not. It's it's the the success and to be able to create and grow Correct. that drives the hell out of you. And so, uh, yeah, K- KP is another one who you know I can reach out to and, and ask questions to. So, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm a Fortunate to you know be in a circle like that with somebody lends, lends you the time for one yeah um, and then two you know give you the information you need in order for you to grow so one of what one of the things Charles said to me is he said that there's a lot of really talented fighters out there like he's like you'd be shocked at a lot of these other places that people are fighting they're really really good and I said what do you think makes them great and he said you know he went into some other stuff but he said honestly when you watch the greats like the UFC greats. He's like, dude, those guys will literally die before they, like, literally yeah. he's giving me all this, this guy snapped, this motherfucker did that. Like, they don't tap out. Yeah. And um, you've obviously seen it because you're in the game. 
mm-hmm. where you've seen people you're like that dude. But when he says that, he's not exaggerating. Yeah. Right. I'm asking you. Like these guys are like they're they're in this thing like shit snapping, shit's breaking. It's uh. It's it's a whole different mindset over there. And I said I played football, but I always had the mindset in the heart of a fighter. Right? Yeah. So that's why I was more closer. I was just as close to these fighters and shit when Correct. I was coming up as I as I was yeah. the football players. And why I spent so much time with them, I was training with them, competing with them yeah. because I felt more into them. Like not, every, not every football player has that mentality. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. They, they're different. Um, and I'll tell you how different. Um, I don't know if you you remember when Rand, Randy Couture had a heart attack yeah. some years ago. And it was big on TMZ. Well, wow. I was training with Randy that day. Wow. We were all we were on a heavy bag. And we were at uh, Jay Glazer's gym, Unbreakable, in L.A., and we're doing drills. You know, he hit for 30 seconds. I hit for 30 seconds. We switch up when he's just like a circuit training mm-hmm. type of deal. And I'm looking at Randy on the other side of the bag. You know, I can tell something's a little off, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. About an hour and a half later, I mean, I see on, in the news, TMZ, everywhere else, that Randy Couture had a heart attack. And he walked himself to the hospital while he was having a heart attack. That Crazy no, dude. I was, you know, I was just what I said. Hold on, you know, and I'm, and I called Jay, and I called. I said, we, we were just, we were just training. Yeah. Less than an hour and a half ago, and he walked out, went home, and then walked to the damn hospital. And I said, listen, if you want to go try some of these guys that's like that, mm-hmm. the last person you ever want to fuck with, really, seriously, is somebody that's having a heart attack and walked themselves to the hospital. Amen. So. That is, you know, that's a different level of mm-hmm. mindset when you're talking about these guys, these fighters that um, they just have a different mentality, you yeah. know. And this, the, the ones that are extremely successful too after they're done. I'm, not, I'm talking about any athlete, any athlete. They take that same mindset yeah. and they put it to whatever they're doing. Correct. You just have to find that one thing that you're passionate about next that you did before. Well, in in, in our world, like the business world. There's so many opportunities, and having that mindset requires no freaking talent. I mean, fighting, you can have the mindset without the talent. <laughs> you're going to get your ass kicked a right. lot, and you're going to end up in the hospital a lot. But you're still going to be a badass because you take a beating. But in this world, there's nothing special about getting up early. There's nothing special about having whatever you want for your alarm. There's nothing special about saying, I'm going to, like, I will outwork you. Anybody can do that. Yep. Except a lot, most people choose not to, which is why. Few people end up competing with a few people, yeah. you know, and that's that. And you've been a uh, the epitome of that. All right, when's your next fight? Uh, January sixth right. in uh, Long Beach, California. Who should we most excited to be see? Who's the most guy? We're, who's we're, who? Are you the most excited to see fight that day? Uh, uh, this is the first women's title. Oh, uh, really? Women's main event we had uh, Abby Montez and Jackie Catalina. Both of these, both of these girls, man. Like I typically, uh, I stay out of the match. That's right? your first, yeah, first hit, first first main. Really? Yeah, main okay. event for uh, women's main event that we've yeah. had in the history of the company. Okay. Um, typically, I stay out of the matchmaking, you know, because yeah. I, I, I know a lot of the fighters, yeah. you know, and, and it, if if something's trying to get done and we're we're getting close to a budget or we're this or we're that, you know, we got to fly a guy out or something yeah. like that, and I'll get in and say, okay, y'all prove this, go, you know, and approve everything. But this one, when I found out that they were both open to it, I picked up the phone myself. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. And I called because I knew the, I knew Abby's uh, coach, uh, yeah. Antonio McKee. You know, his son AJ McKee that fights for, yeah. fought, fighting Bellator. And I picked up the phone, like, hey, look, we, we got to get this shit done. We got to do this because I know that was going to be a flat-out banger. Yeah. Uh, both of them, Abby, Abby and Jackie, just two badasses. I, I mean, it, it's probably going to be the fight of the night, in my opinion, yeah. because they're going to stand up and just go at it. Yeah. Uh, very well-known in the MMA community. So, um, you know, Gilbert Nakatani's on this on this card. Uh, shit, man. I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty loaded. Um, I think we have 14 fights or so, wow. 14, 15 fights that night. Good for you. Uh, and so 
you know, it, with the cool thing about it, as I said before, we're it wasn't always like that where you had some fighters that fought in bigger organizations, right? Maybe they fought in the UFC just trying mm-hmm. to get back. Correct. Had a, because UFC is so competitive and their roster is so big. Mm-hmm. You go on a couple fight losing streak, they'll cut you. Yeah. Because they just they can't they they no. can't keep you there. There's too many. But if you go out and get some more some some more film, some more knockouts, you win with us. Mm-hmm. You get an opportunity to go back, and and that's a really good spot for us. Well, I hope. Hey, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. And, I, and I've gone to other events, not your event, and I was like, dude, it's like night and day. And I'm just being honest. I'm not saying because you're here. If I thought, I mean, it, it really, I have. I've seen some of my buddy fight another one recently in New England. I was like, it's just not the same. So if you've not seen Lights Out, you know where to find them. You know where to see them. And this fight's where again? Uh, Long Beach, California. You can get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com, and we'll be live on Football Sports. You don't want to miss it. Guy's a beast. I appreciate you, dude. Thanks, I love man. you. It's been an honor thanks, to know Adam, you. Thanks for jumping on Punch Me in the Face. Saying. Guys, thanks for getting on. Like, subscribe, share. Get out to everybody you know. Sean Merriman, you know where to find him. Appreciate y'all.